and welcome to the Stronghold Podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. It's been a couple weeks since I got to see you in podcast with you, Jake. Yes, so to, to the extent where I had to watch some fights coming over because I couldn't remember what had happened in them. It's been that long. So. There's been a lot of fights also in the last couple weeks. Like every weekend there's been something. And uh, Chinese New Year was two weeks ago, so I kind of had to cancel it there or my wife's relatives would have killed me. And then last week we had to stick around and do some renovations for the gym, so that's why there's a couple weeks absence. But we got some fun shit to talk about, man. Uh, if you if you're listening to this podcast, you most definitely train jujitsu. And of all the stories that we were going to talk about, I told Jake the funniest and best story of the week is that Gordon Ryan, Andre Galvo thing. For listeners who don't know, uh, Gordon Ryan's the double gold ADCC champion. He's the best nogi jujitsu guy in the world right now. He's crushing everybody. Talks a lot of shit on Instagram, a lot to everyone. Like, de- like tags them while he's talking shit about them, and uh, no, I mean, no, he doesn't mind sharing personal messages between him and people he's trying to fight. Oh, he's to ruthless. Call them yeah, he's yeah. a ruthless troll. Like. Dude, the, leading up to the days before he slapped Andre Galo in the face, he had been shit-talking everybody on Instagram. Like, the two or three days leading up to it, like, he'd called out everyone, right? Like, he's a troll, for sure. You can't you can't deny that. But Andre Galvo is one of the biggest legends in the history of jiu-jitsu. He's got the most, I think, ADCC medals of all time. Uh, an absolute legend. He's the founder of Atos, which are all over the world now. Uh, his students in that gym are one of the best jiu-jitsu gyms in the world, for sure, the best teams. And, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty conflicted on this, to be honest with you. Like, I know the Brazilians fucking hate Gordon Ryan, right? Yeah, you think? <laughs> so if anybody is listening to this that's hearing this story from Brazilians, I'm sure they're all talking shit. Like, they are pissed because he talks a lot of shit. And Andre Galvo is like... He's a good guy, you know, like he's a good guy in within this community, like he's a good coach, he cares a lot about his students, but I don't know, man, I, I want to be tactful here because I see both sides, but also like he got fucking punked by Gordon Ryan pretty bad, he, he bitch slapped him hard. He does not come across as very brave, I know he is a very brave person, but he gets absolutely walloped and just seems to pretend he didn't get hit. Yeah, I'm conflicted on this, man, because I'm not the type of person that enjoys anybody hitting someone else, right? Like, especially when they're not, they're not really attacking you, right? They were kind of posturing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not really a fan of anybody who hits first. But having said that, these are fighters, right? These guys are are highly trained martial artists. They're competing. There's also a little bit of gamesmanship here, right? Gordon's calling out everyone. He's boosted his, like, social media. He's, he's a little bit like the Conor McGregor of jiu-jitsu right now in the sense that he's a ruthless trash talker. And, oh, he's by far leaps and bounds the best no-gi guy in the world. Like, it's not yeah. even close. He fucks up everyone. He has a ridiculously high submission rate. He's only lost a couple times since, like, he was a black belt. And, you know, he avenged a lot of those losses. And even if they did, they were, been submi- they were uh, points. He hasn't been submitted in fucking years. None. And, uh, I mean, he's just so dominant, right? And then, I, so, I mean, listen, he, in my opinion, in this context, they're both professional athletes. It's being filmed. Everyone knows it's being filmed. Gord- Gordon Ryan is all about publicity, right? He loves it. He talks shit openly online. There's a little bit of uh, drama being built up here. And, you know, Andre Galvo went up to him, according to Gordon Ryan, right? This is a story in that video that he posted. He said that uh, 
that Gordon Ryan went up to shake his hand, and then Andre Galvo flipped him off. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of separated or whatever, and then Gordon's sitting there re- doing his interview after his fight that he won, and then Andre Galvo comes over and starts talking shit to him again. And he's like, okay, you just flipped me off. That's what Gordon said. That's what, what Gordon Ryan said. And, and I could be getting it wrong. I thought it was straight after the Craig Jones match. Oh, I don't so, know what so match. I don't know what so, match so, was so I think Craig Jones had just won, and then it was... It was a pre-fight interview or a post-fight interview? Post-fight, and, right. it, and it was Craig Jones' post-fight interview, and oh, then it all... He flipped him off there, and that's where it all kicked off. And then they sort of walk him back to be interviewed, and that's where he, where he slaps him. I could be wrong, but that's what I thought happened. I mean, I can't believe he just fucking slapped him in the face. <laughs> not, like, I not a little believe. bit either. It was a hard slap. It was a hard slap. We got some videos. I don't know how much we can show. We can definitely show we the slap. We can show this. So give a little more context here, right? Uh, I don't like people slapping anyone in the face. But if you're two alphas and you're sitting in there and a guy slaps you in the face... You got to attack that motherfucker. Like you can't just sit back and keep and be like he literally slapped him in the face and then he's like, "Oh, I'm just trying to talk to you. I'm just trying to talk to you." So like, you can't just be like, "I'm trying to talk to you now after the guy assaulted you," right? I mean, he literally threw a fuck he bitch slapped you. That's embarrassing. He didn't punch you. He slapped you, right? Like first of all, I can't believe he didn't attack back cuz one, there's a lot of people around, right? Like they yeah. get in there and separate yeah. them before anything actually could happen. Gabby Garcia would have pulled And two him like up. Also, I was kind of shocked that none of his boys jumped in there. Like, these are professional teams. Like, they are traveling. These guys travel in packs. I don't know how many people were there and whose guys or what. But it just amazes me that, like, a beloved coach and leader, and I assume he had people there that, like, I was just, I, I couldn't, I was waiting for some dude to come in with a flying fucking kick, like Khabib Conor yeah, McGregor yeah, style yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. And he, he slapped him in the face. He didn't do anything but, like, talk back. And no one else jumped in. I mean, he totally just fucking alphaed the shit out of him. Like, in terms of the 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 peacocking or whatever the show, like whatever it is, right? Whatever drama you got. I mean, Gordon Ryan won. Yeah. You can't just bitch slap somebody in the face and they don't do shit and then try to talk. Like, <laughs> and I'm not discrediting Andre Galvo. He really is one of the good people in the sport. And anybody that listening that is part of Atos or something listening to this is gonna be like, "Fuck you, man! Fuck!" I know he's a really nice guy. I'm just saying. I said this on the group chat to everybody. Like, could you imagine if Gordon Ryan had slapped Nate Diaz in the face? Yeah, would have been a very different story. Nate doesn't sure. even have to win. No, right? But he's gonna fucking try to fuck you up, right? Like, he's gonna really, he's gonna get in your face immediately. Like, you're gonna walk up and slap Jorge Masvidal in the face. He doesn't have to win. He's going to attack you no matter what. So it was Leon, just really Leon shocking. Edwards, Leon Edwards said something slightly impolite to Masvidal and look what happened. Like, three pieces yeah, of soda. Three pieces of soda. That's so. what happened. And so, so I don't know. The kind of like, just believe oh, a guy in me is kind of like Gordon Ryan won that. But then like the, the decent human that I pretend to be sometimes and that I strive to be in other times is like, I shouldn't just fucking hit people like that. But... I don't know, man. It's also gamesmanship. This is combat sports. It's entertainment. Uh, my bet is, my hope is just that they compete. Because, uh, but I don't know if Andre mm. wants that. Everything, IBJF rules. You know who wants it. You know who wants it is Gordon Ryan. Yeah. And Algovo wants it in, he wants to win by points, right? Yeah. And Gordon's like, no, dude. Come on, submission only rules or, like, what do you want? Be- beat me by two points in advantage or something? Like, so imagine than that, he said, He's put out a contract where he'll let him start mounted with Gordon Ryan. He'll have his hands above his head, and that's where they'll go from. 
in no game. I know. I mean, which is and he got confident. And then and, and then Andre, oh, he just got dark as shit in the image. Anyway, and then the uh, the he you know he offered Andre Galvo the match, and then he demanded like a million dollars or half a million to fight him. Yeah, it's like what? That's just insane. Like. That's like, you know, that's like Floyd Mayweather being like, I'll only fight you for $11 jillion. It's like, dude, this number is so made up. Like a jujitsu guy getting a million dollars. First of all, Gordon Ryan's the upside. Like he's the A, a side. Yeah. Right? No disrespect again to Galvo. Galvo's competed longer. He's still, uh, I, would, I would argue, the uh, currently has had more of a lasting legacy. He's competed longer. He's won more world championships. Gordon's been more dominant in his short amount of time. But, you know, he's also a little bit past his prime. Andre Gobo's a little bit past his prime. Gordon's right in his prime. Yeah. And uh, anyway, can we put the... Let's, you want to say it? Yeah, let's see the slap. Let's see the slap. So we can't show this whole video, I don't think, but we can definitely show you the slap. the slap. It is a hard slap, man. All right, let's see this. I mean, he walks straight up to him, gets in his face. Punch. Yep, he pushes him away. Boom! Look, and then he gets up and he's talking, but he's not throwing anything back. Gordon's, and you can just tell by the body language, right? Like, Gordon's standing right where he is. Andre's backing up, like, I mean, I can tell you right now who won that conflict in terms of body language posturing. The guy that slapped someone is the guy that won that, won that thing. I mean, I just can't believe he didn't attack back. But, I don't know, do you, what's your opinion on this, Jake? Do you respect the fact that he didn't attack back? Or are you kind of like, dude, you gotta fucking... Where do you stand like, on this? Give me a different I, opinion because I'm too I much know. of a bro. I'm too much of a meathead. So, I'm, you know what I mean? I need a more well-spoken person to... Like in the chat and stuff, everyone's like, oh, if someone hit me, I'd hit him back and things. And yeah, that's true most of the time. But I was once in a situation where someone like absolutely cracked my brother with a slap, similar thing. We were in a bar drinking and he got into a scuffle with a guy and this guy just whacked him. And normally that everything would kick off. Yeah. But everyone was just so bemused because it was... It was almost like everyone stood back going, did that just happen? Yeah, people don't know how to react. Right? Yeah, and, you know, it does happen. Maybe, yeah. You're, you're, you know what, man? That's a really good point, actually, because he probably took, like, four or five seconds to just process yeah. what happened, right? I mean, you're, you're right, man. It is total, it's a total, like, rhythm buster, Yeah. right? I mean... You're there, he, he thinks that he, you know, he thinks it's just the, hey, bro, what are you the boy? Why are you doing? He's like, dude, back off, dude, back off, dude. Boom! And he's just like, did that happen? Yeah, but you, and then, you know, it's like he's kind of already, you know, by the time he's processed what happened, it's just the, the impulse reaction that a lot of people would have to just snap and fire back is probably like, Gone. I don't know. You're right, man. Yeah, that's like, a good point. Honestly, it's like, just a system overload for like five seconds, and then by the time. If he wanted to attack back, he was just... Yeah. The ball was th gone. You know? That's exactly what happened. My brother, like, he got slapped. And we all saw it. And there was like a bunch of us, a bunch of these other guys. And it happened. And then because my brother just stood there, sort of like, he was quite pissed. <laughs> so he was like, sort of looking around as like, what just happened? Yeah. And then the momentum had gone. Exactly. The, and the moment disappears. And then it's like, now, it's like that weird thing where like, if he does something, and he, but he waits a little too long... He's like the one that yeah, overreacted. He's the aggress yeah, he, he'd you know, then be the But aggressive. if you do it immediately, it's reactionary. Yeah. But if he if he sat there and then he postured for like ten more seconds, and then he jumped. I don't know. It'd still be justified. But I hear what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah. Because sudden onset violence is weird, and if you're in this group of people, there's also this the effect that the spectators have. They know it's being filmed, right? Yeah. They're at a jiu-jitsu competition. That puts a weird puts a weird state around the event. 
Uh, I, I don't know. So what do you think, man? Would you rather Galvo attack back, or would do you think he took the high road? Uh, I genuinely just think he was so shocked and sort of like trying to process it in his mind of like, did that just happen? What's going on? And then it's taken too long and then he's not fired back straight away. Do you think... And he didn't want to back down and he's just arguing. It's, it was it was like a... Do you think, and this is getting a little a little bro-ish, but I'm just curious about what you think of it. Do you think that he... Do you wish he had struck back? Do you think he lost a little bit of face? Uh, I mean, it'd be... Interesting if you had to see see how they... I mean, then what would have happened? Who'd have... <laughs> well, tell you yeah. what, if they compete and he wins, Gordon Ryan is going to have to eat the shit of every Brazilian in the fucking yeah, world. Yeah, like, yeah. Every, you know, he, he's getting into that state because he's been so dominant for so many years where he's like Floyd May- Mayweather, John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, like people paying to see him lose. Yep. Yeah. Right, especially... South America, right? I mean, the Brazilians, like, they really want to see him lose back because he talks so much shit. Yeah. Right? He talks so much shit. But right now, he's at that state, right, where, like, Floyd Mayweather and Conor had it for a while where as long as he's winning like he's winning, he can talk all the shit. Nobody can say shit. He's the fucking top dog. And with that comes this love, this aura like Mike Tyson had, right? But then as soon as people, as soon as you lose, then you have to deal. Like, imagine when Colby Covington lost to Usman. I mean, imagine the hate, the shit that that guy received from, I mean, all, all the political spectrum, right? The liberals, the Black Lives Matter, because he's stirring up that conservative Trump people, yeah. right? I mean, there's political stuff going on there, and then he's just talking so much shit. I'm sure he had to really fucking just suck it up and eat Yeah, but what right. was brilliant about Covington was he just didn't like he probably did behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but it's a, his, his public life. persona was just still yeah. the same guy. It's brilliant. Well, I talked about and here's why Gordon Ryan has my respect above all else, right? Because, you know, he talked about how he tried to shake Gabo's hand. Yeah. He talks shit online, but all accounts are dealing with him directly. He's pleasant. And I don't necessarily think that makes people two-faced, right? Like, this is a thing that the Brazilians tend to think about. And it's like, oh, you talk shit, you talk shit, you talk shit, you talk shit now. Well, he'll slap you in the face if you come at him directly. But I feel like if he's doing it, I feel like it's business to him. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we talk the shit, we talk the shit, we make the money, we do the thing. You want to fight? I'll fight you. I'll call you out. I'll, he'll still do all that kind of stuff. But he also backs it up, yeah. number one. And the biggest testament of them when I became a huge fan of him was that fight with Cyborg where he kept slapping him in the face. Did you see that? Yep. I mean, that was... He was fighting him like an MMA fight. He was hitting him hard. He was headbutting him, snapping his fucking headbutting him in the face, chopping him, slapping him and shit. And Gordon Ryan did not fucking flinch. Did not flinch. He was still winning the match. He didn't, like, get frustrated ever. Not... Like, this is, like, a guy, a BJJ world champion in Cyborg Abreu who talks a lot about how... The gentle art and the philosophy of jiu-jitsu. Who's sitting there? He got fr- so frustrated by this guy that he's hitting him in yeah. a jiu-jitsu competition. Like you see him having like a temper tantrum, right? Like his rage is just so. And Gordon Ryan is cool as a cucumber. He got the fucking win. He's willing to still shake his hand after the fact. I feel like face to face, he's one of those guys that really will shake your hand as long as you can separate the business from it. But as soon as you get in his face and you think he's playing around, he will fucking slap you, right? He has that a little bit now, honestly, like, 
maybe I'm gushing a little bit here, <laughs> but he almost has like that fucking gangster vibe, that Masvidal vibe, that Nate Diaz vibe, where it's like he talks the shit, and the, the, those guys are also always polite to your face. Yeah. Right. But if you want to fucking get gangster, <laughs> you, you think they're not going to? He's getting there, man. He's in that kind of territory, and uh, you know. You want, guys, go watch that, that fight with Cy. If you want to appreciate Gordon Ryan, you watch Cyborg just literally give in to his frustration and start slapping hard, headbutting, like blatant hard fouls in jiu-jitsu, and it barely even affected Gordon Ryan. <laughs> and the ref just stood there going, I'll allow it, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I know, it was like so long. And uh, anyway, so what was the other thing I wanted to talk about about this Gordon Ryan, Andre Belbo thing? Oh, Let's. Uh, was there anything else on that before we move on? Because my next segue was Rodolfo Vieira. So no. Well, yeah. Let's go into that one. Is okay. That so uh, this for those of you that are that uh, watch the Rodolfo Vieira. Can you pull up the guy's name, man? Honestly, I can't. I can't remember what his name is. He's a pretty new I'm guy. Go back in time. Uh, which one? That was like a three weeks ago or something. Two weeks ago. One of those shows. I can't remember the main event. It wasn't the Usman card, was it? Mm. I think it was. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Oh, yeah, it was the prelims, I remember. Yeah, so, Hadolfo um, Vieira, who I'm very familiar with because he's a, he's a GF team guy, and I spent three years uh, as a GF team instructor and student, and Hadolfo um, <coughs> Vieira is like the king of GF team, right? I mean, he's multiple, multiple, multiple-time world champion. Jake, can you do me a favor and, uh, when you have a sec and bring up Hadolfo Vieira's Wikipedia page? I mean, he's a double gold ADCC champion. Uh, he's a multiple-time ADCC champion in his own weight class. He's an IBJJF world champion. Uh, he became known as the black belt hunter, I believe, when he was going through the, the lower belts. I mean, fucking jacked, right? One of the biggest uh, jiu-jitsu pedigrees to ever enter into MMA. He's up there with, like, Fabricio Verdum, Jacare, Hodger Gracie. Um, you know, the absolute, like... Goat level uh, BJJ, and uh, for sure one of the greatest competitors of all time. And he fought against a purple belt who was not that touted, right? Not that touted, and ends up getting submitted by him. And there is so much martial arts uh, wisdom to take from this fight that I really feel like I wanted to bring it up. First of all, just to set the stage, Jake, can you bring up Adolfo Vieira's Wikipedia? Yep. I mean. Absolutely insane. Gold, 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 gold. After another. He's young. He looks like a Greek god. Right? Just jacked to the city. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, look at this shit. So that's his MMA career. Go up and to the right. Can Is you that his MMA? As well? No, that's his grappling record. Uh, but there should be the, the medals if you go up and to the right. Yeah. It should be like... That's his MMA. Okay, so go down a little further then, maybe. It's just a lot of green saying win, basically. Well, I don't I was, know if he's got the medals. Well, I was trying to use this for a dramatic effect, but it's failing <laughs> in my face. Anyway, point is, one of the best ever in jiu-jitsu uh, came to MMA. He was undefeated. He's had a few fights in the UFC. They haven't looked particularly great. He's a big, muscly guy, like built like Paulo Costa or something like that, right? Just jacked. And, I mean, first of all, he burned out hard when, yep. when he fought this guy. And this guy's a purple belt, right? And uh, the thing that stood out to me that I wanted to talk to all you guys about is the difference between new school jiu-jitsu and old school jiu-jitsu. This was the thing that was playing in my mind as I watched this because uh, I was an MMA fighter first and a wrestler first, right? So I sort of understand this, the limitations of jiu-jitsu and I also understand the limitations of every martial art in isolation, right? And the thing is when you get a very, very skilled jiu-jitsu player, multiple time world champion, 
uh, and you start teaching them MMA, you run up to, into a lot of hurdles. Okay, number one, jiu-jitsu people who are that top of the line are so used to submitting lower belts that they think they can just run through everybody. They think that if, if they get a hold of you, they're going to tap you. And a lot of times that can be true. In the case of Adolfo, before this, up until this point, he'd been undefeated and he pretty much tapped everybody, right? But the problem is when that fails, he doesn't have a second or third set of skills to fall back on, right? Once he couldn't get the takedown, for example, and he's stuck on his feet, he's so much worse on his feet that he doesn't have another route to win, right? Short of like pulling guard and this guy's punching you, plus he's tired. And, you know, it's one of the limitations of jiu-jitsu that you see early, early on. He was able to get the takedown early. He got the back. He was threatening a lot, but he got tired, mm. right? And as soon as he started to get tired, it's like those belt ranks just started ticking down a little bit, right? And it got to the point where the other guy then started using his striking and setting up and getting takedowns and punching him and backing out and just pestering him the whole time when he's gassed. Now, the old school jiu-jitsu was used to, and you can listen to all the old school people, all the old Brazilians, right? Carlson Gracie, Elio Gracie, Hoist Gracie, Hickson, you can listen to all of the old school people. They all tell you that jiu-jitsu's essential philosophy is in self-defense and valetudo, yeah. which is MMA and self-defense. The old fights, when you watch the Gracie in challenge videos, remember those? Yep. Gracie in action where they would, they would challenge other martial arts to come to their dojo. They're all throwing punches on them, all of them. All the Gracie challenges, the reason why jiu-jitsu in part became huge in North America was because they started doing these Gracie challenges where they would invite any other martial artist to come over. They would pay them like $5,000 if they'd win. And they would come, all the students would be around the wall in these fucking grainy 90s VHS videos. And Hickson did them, uh, Hoyler did them. And they're not doing slap hands, fist bump jiu-jitsu. Punches are thrown yeah. all the time. Like when uh, Helio Gracie was fighting Kimura in the 50s, and when he was going through and they're filling up those stadiums, punches are being thrown, right? The original old school jujitsu is Valley Tudo self-defense. Self-defense first, Valley Tudo being MMA basically, right? And the old school philosophy of jujitsu is neutralize your person, your opponent, drag them into de use your defensive jujitsu, get them tired, stick to them. Attrition, this is why the Gracies want no time limits. Yeah. Right? Because they can take away the explosive power of the bigger, stronger guy, drag them into deep waters, neutralize them to the point that they can start to overcome. When they drag them late, they get them tired, and then they can box them up, kick them, get them tired, sweep them, get on top. I mean, this is old school jujitsu, right? And I just found it fascinating that the black belt world champion multiple time thing got beat by old school jujitsu. From a purple belt, who, if they slap hands, fist bump, rolled, Adolfo would fuck him up yeah. every time. If they rolled a hundred times, to, if they rolled to a hundred submissions, Adolfo would probably get a hundred. Yeah. 99, like, like that, right? Yeah. But with MMA, with the fatigue, with the grappling, the wrestling, the stress of the strikes, all of these things, and the real issue with Adolfo, right, is... He knows if he can get a hold of you, he can submit you. So he fights so hard to get yeah. a hold of you initially. But when that plan fails, he doesn't have the experience in the other areas to, uh, to, to get over the hump if his first thing fails. There's no plan B. There's yeah. no plan C. I get on top of you and I submit you. I sweep you and I submit you. I sweep you all. I get guillotine you. I, whatever. Right? It all involves that one thing. Yeah. And with the complexities of MMA, he just didn't have a plan for it and also the fact that sport jiu-jitsu doesn't train strikes 
It's not self-defense. They're not learning how to block and shield and slip inside and clinch. They're not doing any of that stuff. So it doesn't mean Hodolfo can't make adjustments, but it is a fascinating fascinating case study on that old school self-defense jiu-jitsu versus the modern sports Sports jiu-jitsu and how somebody who's way... uh, weaker in tradition in the jiu-jitsu that like 99% of the people listening to this podcast do right 99% of the people listening to this podcast are probably like slap hands fist bump gi jiu-jitsu they do some no gi right maybe occasionally they dip into a muay thai class or a boxing class but they're not they're probably not grappling with strikes right what was your take on that man what did you think because i know you're a bjj nerd too (laughs) right so like were you kind of like couldn't believe it all were you cheering for it because he's like an old school like yeah obviously Team for the BJJ guy, but then he just became like you say. Once plan, once the plan wasn't working, there's was no backup plan, and he just stuck to the plan, and it was making him more and more tired and just not working. And we've all seen like, and he submitted him. Yeah, right. I mean, we're not talking about he submitted him. But we've we've seen it in, like everyone who trains BJJ's seen it and stuff like that. Where a guy who's not trained for a few years let himself out of shape will show up. Or I've even seen it with black belts that have shown up out of shape in some places. <laughs> I've like, been that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been that guy. I'll just be honest with you right now. <laughs> and like a, a young yeah a young hungry blue belt or purple belt who's like you know local champion or something like that will actually take them to task and submit them. And it's nothing to do with skill level. All to do with cardio, yeah. and, and I think that's that was the big thing that won it for um, the other guy in the end. That the cardio paid out, and he just didn't have it in the tank, and was like, "Oh no." And I'd like to give an additional layer of uh, thought to cardio as well, right? Like, th- there's two terms I hear tossed around in, in jujitsu all the time. One is strength, the other is cardio, right? Now, these are not what most people think that they are, right? First of all, you're definitely right. Cardio is huge, especially in MMA. The wrestling, the striking changes everything. So you need that that very specific VO2 max type cardio, mm. right? But the other element that's extremely important is efficiency. And there's a and and you're always like, uh, you're like a little unicycle on a line, always balancing between cardio and efficiency. Because you can have amazing cardio and blow your load in five minutes if you're not efficient with your energy. Yeah. Right. Conversely, you can see some people who fight well to their old age. Yoel Romero is a great example he's very efficient with his energy he always he goes from inactivity to hyper explosion in a way that's unique to any other fighter i've ever seen the, if, do you remember that when he got um chris weidman yeah with the knee he was just basically stood there not no, yeah nice. leota machida too leota machida was the same way he lulls you to sleep with inactivity which is what he was trying to do to adesanya when they fought and then he explodes viciously and part of that is because he's being efficient with his energy yeah. he's got a fucking bulk jack body that re- super explosive but it requires a lot of oxygen so uh, I just want to talk about that because a lot of times if your cardio is good enough and you gas like a lot of times that's the case with Conor McGregor like I, I believe he has good cardio but if, uh, but look at the Nate Diaz fight in particular the first one but even the second one he, he weathered it but he well, did gas at points because he's so explosive and that requires something, right? That requires fuel from the gas tank. If he had been more fit, like Nate Diaz, first of all, he's a cardio machine, but he's loose, right? He's not trying to take your head off with those yeah. shots. Um, and so he doesn't ever get tired. And you get those guys who are very, very efficient with their energy. And the other thing that I was going to say is uh, strength. Yeah. You know, you roll with those guys. Uh, like, I always think about Sean, one of the brown belts that trains at, at, with us and one of the owners of, of Stronghold. 
if you roll with him, it feels like he's a fucking gorilla. He's so strong, right? Like, and that's the instinct. When someone grabs you like that, that's very, very good. It, it translates as strength, right? Like in your head, it feels like, oh, I'm so yeah. strong. I can't do shit. And there's an element of that that can be true. But then there's the other element of like understanding the nuance of like manipulating the body and cutting off exits by body shifts, right? Like as soon as I feel you trying to hip escape, I pinch my elbow and my knee. So there's no space for your hips to move. And then I turn your head the other way. And I can do that lightly, but it so tight. You can tell if I'm gooning you, right? Yeah. Like if I'm putting that kind of shoulder pressure and side control where you're fucking like, I'm just crushing your face. You can achieve the same effect without like, putting tons of power in it but you can feel when those guys are just like way overcompensating and you're like fuck dude you're like as opposed to the guys who just have it locked yeah and it's just there and they're not like squeezing what the all there might be your fucking head's not moving but with with that one sometimes when you get like the big guys and they're absolutely crushing you you sort of thinking all right they're smashing into me but they're gonna like you say the the efficiency is not working because they're squeezing 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 so eventually they're gonna gas and then i'll be able to work maybe but with with sean for example because he's never squeezing so I'm never thinking, oh, Sean's going to get tired in a minute. I might be able to get out of this. I'm just thinking, mm, shit. <laughs> yeah. But he's all. But I mean, if if you were ignorant to the the sport, that would feel like he's the strongest human ever. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's he's got really great weight distribution and balance. His hips are strong. Sprawls are good. All that kind of stuff. So when you get that, the immediate thing is for that to translate as strength. As a lot of people think, cardio translates to like your ability to go, which it does. But there's a lot of other layers there. Yeah. Right. Your diet, all that shit. Your butt biggest one being efficiency and Adolfo has just not he's not efficient that's the biggest one he's got a lot of muscle and ass which isn't necessarily a deal breaker right that's why I think it really boils down to efficiency Mm. he might need to lean down a little bit take off like a pound or two but I mean I think he could he's in good shape this is what I'm saying like you're like how can you gas everybody's talking shit to him how can you gas how can in a grappling match so the first four minutes were only jujitsu and then after the fourth minute he was fourth fifth minute he was done Right? He was just done. And you're like, how can a jiu-jitsu world champion go in there who does 10-minute rounds or sometimes longer gas after four minutes of uh, jiu-jitsu? But it's the efficiency. It's how f- much he was fighting for. And it's how much he was quick because he's – that's plan A. Plan B. There, there's no plan B. Yeah. Like, grab me to the ground and submit you is my only plan. And uh, I love when these fights come around. These uh, jiu-jitsu f- fighters, when they get tapped out by the lighter guy, I don't care who, it could be like my favorite fighter of all time, but if I saw a blue belt, I remember this guy, uh, Mackin Semzer, I don't even remember him, he's an old school guy, no. fought in the WC. He had a triangle choke on, oh God, I can't remember his name, some like multiple time, multiple time world champion in jiu-jitsu, triangle choke, he was a blue belt from his back. Yeah. Because the complex, he threw an elbow or something like that, and then brought the hand up, and boom, just shot it up. And like the the Brazilian guy just couldn't believe that he had the audacity to try to triangle him, right? And all of a sudden, he's in it. And uh, it's just different when you fight. And I love watching these kind of things. And I talk about wrestling all the time. And uh, I, I made a little shit post about the the BJJ people because I said, name one jujitsu guy who just ever went through. Name one in the history of the modern era, not Hoist Gracie, yeah. right, or Hickson. <laughs> The modern era where people know other things. Name one pure jujitsu multiple like jujitsu only guy who ever got a UFC championship. There's one, Fabricio Verdum. But the reason why he was able to is because if his jujitsu failed, he was okay still. He wasn't like only forcing that, right? That wasn't his only way out. It developed insanely good striking, right? Knocked yeah. out Mark Hunt with a flying fucking knee. He like knocked out a bunch of really good people. His hands were ridiculous. 
So, like, he was not a one-trick pony, but Hodger Gracie, the GOAT, Marcelo Garcia, Andre Galvo, right? Fucking uh, Jacare. Mm, I mean, who, who, who else? Shall I go on? Who else went from, like, top-of-the-tier jiu-jitsu to MMA? Too. Yeah. All lost. No one ever became a major uh, major world champion in the UFC. You get a little bit in Bellator, some of the smaller organizations you get, but never in the UFC. But the wrestlers, you want to list the wrestlers? I mean, dude, the list is fucking endless. Yeah. So. He was... Uh, and I forget who said it, but someone made the point that, like, it doesn't mean jiu-jitsu is no good in MMA, though. Because if you don't know jiu-jitsu, you're going to have serious problems if the other person does in MMA. So you've got to know it, or at least know how not to fall into the traps and stuff like that. How much jiu-jitsu do you think Derek Lewis knows? (laughs) (laughs) How much jiu-jitsu do you think Francis Ngannou knows? How much? Yeah. Now that's a, that's a, that's a stupid point that I'm making. Of course you're you're right, right? That just I'm trolling a little bit. But my point is, is like you think like they can get to that level with that kind of deficiency in jujitsu. Part of that is the athlete thing. They're freak fucking athletes. They learn how to do anti jujitsu. This so they're learning it. Yeah. But they're not learning that like okay, I'm in half butterfly guard. I'm gonna try to invert. I'm gonna K guard roll through inside. Fucking heel hook, back take, crab right, right. They're not doing any of that shit. They're doing like underhooks, sprawl, fucking bong, front headlock, spin around to the back. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not yeah. like, they're not fucking, let me do my deep half barambolo fucking, you know, <laughs> none of it. None. It never happens in MMA. Ever. Ever. <laughs> like, you just don't ever fucking see it. You know, you see it in like the, the low levels and the amateur levels and all that kind of stuff. And I'm a jiu-jitsu nerd. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that shit. But the proof is, what is there of any proof of more absolute than that? The greatest ever. Who do you think is the top five goat of all time jiu-jitsu? If you had to pick. What, pure jiu-jitsu? Yeah, like sport, sport, sport jiu-jitsu. For in MMA? Mm. Just jiu-jitsu. Oh, pure jiu-jitsu. Ju- ju- pure jiu-jitsu. Uh, you got a Hodger Gracie. Yeah, obviously. Fought a bunch of MMA. Never won the UFC title. Lost to Tim Kennedy. Lost to many, many others. Um, uh, yeah, uh, obviously... I'm trying to think of success. Who, who, who I could... I'm going to play Pichetta, the devil's maybe. Yeah, Pichetta. I'm, try, I'm trying to play the devil's advocate and think who's actually doing all right. Like, Gary Tonin's doing okay. He was, yeah. came from a jiu-jitsu background. He's doing okay in one. But he's too young to know. Yeah. He's still... He'll just start fighting. But he has the best chance. But when, you, when he fights, he's not only trying to submit you. He's striking with you. He's kicking you and switch kicking you and kneeing you and elbowing you. He's not like the one-trick pony. Yeah. He's not, his game plan is, I'm going to take you down and submit you. He can do that for sure, right? But he's striking is fucking good. Hey, who else would you throw in there? Marcelo Garcia lost his only MMA fight. Yep. Uh, Damian Meyer, obviously, is the but never won a title. No. King Club. I mean, and some silver fight was boring. Yep. And was never able to. And he's a guy who is the probably the best example of doing it effectively, but still was never able to get over. My point is, there's never been a single. Uh, jiu-jitsu player in the history of the earth that has ever just gone in and taken down everybody and submitted them and won the UFC championship ever yeah. there's never been the closest person is Khabib he's the closest Khabib is the closest per- the only person who he's gonna grab you f- take you and he's a wrestler because he's gonna get you down he gets out everybody every person he fights yeah. and submits them so he's got the perfect amount of like insane wrestling 
but has all the submissions. He's got triangles and he's got fucking hip tosses and arm bars and rear naked chokes and jaw cranks and fucking everything. Yeah, he, he'd, say, he'd say he was Sambo though, not BJJ. I know, which, <laughs> which is why. What's that shirt? Can you pull that shit up? What's that shirt? I gotta buy that shirt. I gotta make a. If, if BJJ was easy, easy it? it would be called Sambo. Yeah, no, if, Sam, no if Sambo was easy, it'd be, it'd be called, called BJ, BJJ. By the way, I'm Jiu Jitsu Black Belt, Jiu Jitsu is life, but I'm buying that fucking shirt. <laughs> Jiu Jitsu is life, but I'm buying that motherfucking shirt. Let me see if I find it. Khabib. Oh, God, I find it. Khabib. Okay. Uh, Khabib, you, bro, Khabib, you <sighs> kill me, man. Please come back. Please come back, Khabib. We need more of you, man. Uh, so, man, I thought the jiu-jitsu, the jiu-jitsu drama the last week was excellent. I mean, you have, or the last two weeks, you got Hidolfo Vieira losing an MMA fight to a purple belt, who's skilled, and I'm not shitting on Hidolfo, right? This is a learning experience. He's a young guy, he's had new fights. And then you have all the Gordon, Ryan, Andre, go, it's juicy, dude. As a, like, jiu-jitsu nerd, I'm just like, ah, please give me a super fight. God, I hope they do that fight. Not under IBJF rules as well. No, do ADCC rules. It's a, They're both ADCC champions. Yep. Don't put him in a gi. Come on, man. Come on, man. Although, if Gordon Ryan beat him in the gi, he couldn't say shit. Gordon Ryan put on the gi and fucking somehow found a way to tap him out in the gi. Every Brazilian would fucking just have to give it to him, right? We can't say shit anymore. Brazil, Brazil, Brazil would have to like color itself off the map or something, just pretend it didn't exist for five years. You know where you know where the Brazilians can talk shit? Gordon Ryan's striking is pretty bad. I've seen some videos. <laughs> I've seen some strike because he talks about wanting to do MMA, right? And I've seen some videos of his striking, and it's pretty rough. Yeah, stick to Gary Tonin, however, has some pretty excellent striking. Okay. uh... Anyway, dude, what else do we have to get to? Uh, well, we've missed a lot of fights. Who'd have thought this weekend that the the Rosenstuck Garne fight would have been more boring than what was happening in BJJ? Yeah, yeah, I'd rather see Gordon Ryan slap Andre Galvo any day. Yeah. Again, no disrespect to Andre, but that was fucking riveting television. I, you know, I I can't go, I can't move on, dude. I love this shit because the you know jujitsu is never broken into the mainstream. But with the right marketing, if the right promotion decided to put that super fight on and like they have that video, they play it like Conor McGregor fighting, uh, throwing the dolly and shit at the bus with Khabib, you can stir up some shit because Gordon Ryan will go hard in the paint. Yeah. He will promote the shit out of that, right? And if Galvo were to ma- match him, it, it, that could actually be the biggest fight in the history of jiu-jitsu. I think currently... The most watched fight in the history of jiu-jitsu was probably the Eddie Bravo Hoyle Gracie rematch. Yeah, or Bouchesha um, Hodge Gracie rematch. Yeah, big. I think I think because Eddie Bravo gets the Rogan rub and he's a little bit more mainstream, that might have been more purest jiu-jitsu. That's probably a good one. But I mean, but this would I feel like this would be way yeah. bigger than all of that. So for me as a fan, I want it. It's it's Conor McGregor throwing the dolly, right? It's just. I just get it's Colby Covington talking shit. I like shit talkers. I'm I'm that guy. I'm that fucking blusterous idiot, Ameri- just bleed American dude who just like <laughs> I'm cool with it, right? I don't get offended by it. It doesn't hurt me personally. Like you know, yeah. I just take it as a show. It's like WWE. It's solid entertainment with fucking muscly dudes. You're talking shit. <laughs> you almost need it's not like a gay when I said that. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you almost need like UFC to make a special fight pass event out of it, oh, or to get it on the one be? or something like that. Because EBI is on UFC Fight Pass, right? Yeah, and they can do an EBI, EBI Gordon Ryan versus Galvo <sighs> submission only. No time limit submission. That's the thing. Listen, Andre Galvo, if you want to tap in to the <laughs> old school jujitsu, 
Because listen, Andre Galbo is a sport guy. Those Atos guys, they're sport guys. And that's no disrespect. It's just a different philosophy of training. Yep. Right? Like with, with, with wrestling, with fighting, you get the technicians. You get the guys who know how to manipulate every rule. That They're, they're the people that collect data. Right? They're like, they get 1% in every way. Right? To try to win the competition. And then you meet the guys like the Nate Diaz's and the Masvidal's and the, the guys who just want to fight. Right, and Gordon Ryan strikes me as that kind of guy because you can't talk that much shit unless you really, really want to fight, right? And he loves that old school shit. He wants to do no timeline of submission only with everybody. Like the only reason you could ever not want to do that is if you only think you can win by points. That's it. Yeah, that is the only reason. That's the only reason why you would say no to that is if you think he's got better cardio, he'll last longer, or I can only beat him by points. Otherwise, you accept. Right? It's just that that. Style would be advantageous to him. So I think, dude, did you see any shit talk today? Was there any online? Did Gordon Ryan uh, talk about anything after that fight? I can't get over this. It's so fun. It's so fun. I love it, man. I'm a, listen, I'm a nerd. Yeah. I love the, the nerdy jujitsu. I saw a meme today. Can, have you seen any of the memes from John Danaher yet? Standing yeah, there the, one where he's, <laughs> the, one where he, the one where he's surrounded by all the calculations, looking up. <laughs> standing in between them and he's kind of got like the bouncer look about him like he's he, he used to be a bouncer right yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. like I'm not to get in between these fucking I should get around me these motherfuckers if they don't back off <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> he's just gonna get in there and so uh, G- Gabby Garcia as well was just looking very intimidating yeah, in the background I mean, she's, dude she's bigger than Andre yeah. I don't know who Gordon should fear man honestly <laughs> I'm not fucking around with you I dude Gabby Garcia is the real Amazonian she should go to the WWE, dude. She would be huge in the WWE. She's like a real-life China. Remember China? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Amazonian woman? Yeah, she's China. an actual real Man, Amazonian. If she, went to the, if she learned like perfect English and went to the WWE, she would be the greatest of all time. Like she's... Because no women can fight her. She's bigger than Vanderlei Silva. Yeah. She's like 220 pounds, 230 pounds. She, like, she fluctuates a little bit. But she's massive, man. She's bigger than Gordon. Like, what a freak athlete, man. What a just a... I mean, I don't know how much of that is natural. Having said that, though, did she not lose this weekend? I don't know how much of that is natural. <laughs> huh? Did she not lose this weekend? Who? Gabby Garcia. I thought she lost her fight. I could be wrong. Was it jiu-jitsu? I didn't see. Yeah, she was, that's why she was there. She was on the same card. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can find it. Well, I was talking specifically about MMA. She's lost jiu-jitsu before. She's lost jiu-jitsu, but could you... MMA with punches being thrown? Can you... Her on top of you? Like... Because the smaller girl can beat the bigger girl in jiu-jitsu with the geese specifically. But MMA? Dude, come on. She's throwing punches at you. And you're she's 50 pounds bigger than you. Like, more with a lot of people. Man, just to give you a point of comparison. I think she's like 50 pounds bigger than Chris Cyborg. Jesus. And Cyborg fights at 145. Gabby Garcia has been over 200 pounds. <laughs> she's way bigger than me, dude. Like... Pull up a picture of... No, I'm sorry. picture of... I've just found... Did you see the time... So, good old Japan. Can't beat Japan. Oh, yeah. Did you what see did the match do? in Japan that time? Oh, yeah. The grandma, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. So, pull this up. Let's this see is this. Amazing. So, this is... Okay, so just look at that image, right? Look at this grandma. By the way, she's... Oh, God. So, she's literally... Like, this grandma is a Japanese pro wrestler, right? She's got to be in her 40s, maybe 50s. I don't know. Oh, she's 49 in this. Yeah, okay. So, Gabby Garcia is 31. And so, they start the fight, right? And... Uh, she starts running across the turnbuckles into the ropes like a pro wrestler, right? And then she gets fucking taken down and smashed. Now, we go back to that, Jake, if you don't mind. Now, 
Okay, so look at Gabby Garcia, look at this woman, right? There's a false perspective here. One, because they're making them about the same height. Now, just so you can see what we're dealing with here, please do me a favor and pull up and just type in Gabby. Okay, ah, you beat me to it. Okay, so you can see it directly there. I was going to go through a more circuitous route. Pull up Gabby Garcia, Vanderlei Silva. Vanderlei Silva fought at 220 pounds, right? He's a light heavyweight, male light heavyweight. Look at this shit. Butchering your pronunciation or your spelling of Vanderlei. Yeah, that is very hard. I mean, look, but look at that. Still found it, though. That counts. Gotta watch. If you're not listening to this podcast, look at that shit. Look at that shit, dude. Bro, she's like 20% bigger than Vanderlei. Okay? That's a UFC light heavyweight. (laughs) I mean, he fought middleweight, too, but in light heavyweight. He probably walks around at 220, 230. So, Gat, now, what do you, okay, go back to that one more time. I can't get Okay, how much bigger do you think she is than him? It's not a little bit. It's not nice. like, ah, uh, five, ten pounds. That's like substantially bigger than him. Look at her neck. Look at her neck. Look at Vanderlei's neck. His neck is huge. And now imagine hers. And now do me a solid jig. Yeah. Now go to grandma, please. <laughs> Just Thanks so we can much. see how big she is next to the axe murderer. And then we can see how big she is next <laughs> this to this 49 year old woman. Oh I love God. Rising. Rising's the best MMA I organization mean, ever. This is. I mean, I just. <laughs> I mean, what do you do with her? I mean, she's a specimen, right? She's some. She actually really should be a draw. And by all accounts, like, I follow her on Instagram and she, she was very nice. Everybody talks oh. very highly of her. Like, <clears throat> she's always very sweet. She's pole dancing all the time. Charmaine likes her because Charmaine does pole dancing too. <laughs> And she's always pole dancing. And she's a freak athlete. She's, she's like a once-in-a-generation yeah. physical specimen. She's actually, Maybe she's on from, from, from something, something. I'm not going to debate that. I don't know. But she probably is. But I would never say that. But she's definitely yeah. on something. But I don't know. I don't have proof. First of all, if she wasn't, could you imagine? If she got on it. No, if she wasn't on it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. If she wasn't and then on she it, got and then on. she got oh, on God. it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She looked like Cyril Gahn or something. Like he- yep. She's huge. Like she's, a- very, she's very funny. Her Instagram this weekend after the entire... Because she was there at the Gordon Ryan thing, and she yeah. just clearly found it all rather amusing and was saying, like, she'll happily fight Gordon Ryan and then uh, telling people that their job's not to do that, their job's not to be a pussy and stuff like <laughs> that. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, she's hilarious, man. Uh, and, and what I wish you could do more. Like she just seems like one of those, literally one of those once in a generation physiques, just skill levels. What a fucking animal! I mean, dude, she came at you. I don't care who you are. You got some problems on your hands. You you know the guys may beat her over, but you're gonna have some problems for a while. Like. Yeah, it's not gonna be uh, it's not gonna be straightforward. Let's put it that way. It should give anyone, and she's very good at jujitsu. Yeah, she's very fucking yeah. good. Very fucking give anyone a game. All right. What else should we hit, man? Uh, Was there any other big shit? Was there any other things? Mr. Load of Fights. Derek Lewis being the greatest MMA fighter in the world just because he's so funny last weekend. He's coming from behind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't know what you do with him. You have to give him top two, top three. Curtis Blaze is ranked number one, right? Or number two? Yeah. No, two. Number number two, right? Yeah. Behind Nganu. Nganu's one. He was two. Can you pull up the rankings? Let's see if they've... They've probably updated them since. I'm just quite curious to see what Derek is at now. Because, I mean, basically, you got Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou, and Stipe, and John Jones. And uh, the weird thing is, is that Derek Lewis already has a victory over Got Francis Ngannou that pretty much everybody just pretends never, never happened. happened because it was <laughs> an awful fight. It was an awful fight, but 
You know, it's weird. Like, for whatever reason, like, if that happens in... <gasps> what? What do you got for me? Stipe, Francis, Derek. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm excited because Derek's number two and he's number the two. funniest man in MMA he's and I definitely just want him to be champ. Yeah, and again, how's his fucking slap hands fist bump jujitsu? <laughs> you know how many black belts could tap him out? Good luck if you fucking if he's throwing bombs at you, man. Good yeah. luck if he's throwing bombs at you. And he's a real heavyweight too. Hey, he's two sixty five, every bit of it. Really athletic. If you watch him, he'll do wheel kicks and flying knees and like high kicks. High kicks. You yeah, know, I mean, really, really athletic guy. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. He's the my balls is hot. My balls was hot. <laughs> That's another shirt I need to get. My balls was hot. The one where uh, I forget who he fought someone just before he fought for the title and they asked him about a title fight. He's like, I ain't doing no title fight in five rounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then after, remember when Travis Brown fought him and he hit him with that uh, front kick to the body and he was like, he was like fighting the whole round just like this, right? And then he was just throwing back bombs and he ends up knocking him out. And then Joe Rogan mentions it and he's like, oh, I just had to take a number two. <laughs> like he kicked him so hard that he needed to shit and then he's like, Curled over, and then he ends up finishing him. Like, he's the king of just crazy knockouts out of nowhere. I remember when he knocked out the only other guy who's in the top five. Pull up the heavyweight top ten again. Volkanovski, right? Or, or Volkov, rather. Volkov is ranked top five. He's got to be. Yeah, five. Okay, so he's ranked number five. Remember when Derek was knocked him out when Conor McGregor fought Khabib? Yep. I remember I was in KL. No, I was in KL. I was in Malaysia, but I was in uh, KK. Kinta Kinabalu. Yeah. And uh, we were at a jiu-jitsu competition. Charmaine and I was there. Charmaine actually won that competition. And then, uh, so I was there coaching, and everybody stopped. We were all sitting around a Starbucks. Everybody stopped. I had a laptop. I was the only one that had anything, right? Yeah. And then, so I started watching the fight on my laptop because I knew the fights were on. So, of course, I'm going to fucking bring my laptop. <laughs> I'm going to miss that fight, right, even though the competitions are on. And they literally, so I'm sitting there watching the prelims and the undercard, and all of a sudden, this crowd is forming behind me, right? There's a picture <laughs> on my Instagram. You might be able to see it. And uh, the crowd starts forming behind me, and all of a sudden the main event comes on, and there's like a hundred people behind me. The jiu-jitsu competition shuts down. The competition. <laughs> They've seen so many people like behind yeah. me on the laptop. Everybody, we were all talking shit about it. Plus, dude, we're in fucking like Muslim Malaysia, so everybody wants fucking Khabib to kill Conor McGregor, right? I mean, you know, if you're in Europe or America, like you got the Conor fans. Yeah. But for those Not of in you, Malaysia. yeah, for those of you listening, if you don't understand the Muslim fans. I mean, Khabib is a fucking rock star in the Muslim community, right? I mean, so we were in, like, Muslim Malaysia, and everybody would just want to see Connor smash. It was hilarious because it's the other side of the coin, right? So they shut down everything. They put the fights up. I don't know how illegal streaming, clearly. So UFC. It's Malaysia. It UFC, count. you didn't Malaysia hear this. Count. It's fine. Don't you didn't worry, hear don't. this UFC. Uh, but, I mean, it was, dude, it's hilarious. They put it on a fucking <clears throat> massive, uh, uh, like, a pull-down screen. Projector. It was a projector, right? Out, yeah. like, everybody's just there probably illegally watching this fight, right? <laughs> everybody's uh, going crazy. And I just remember that the line started forming behind me because that was when Volkov was crushing Derek Lewis, right? It was destroying him. And then, like, the last minute of the fight, yeah. like, Vol- Volkov was just coasting, right? Teeping him, jabbing him. And for whatever reason, came in, Derek Lewis landed that fucking bomb and knocked him out. That, that was on where all he had to do was not walk into Derek Lewis's fist and he did all he had to do was just stick and move yeah. stick and move or don't even stick just move there's <laughs> like 30 seconds left just move that's it huh, faint you know and then back out like you faint oh you draw out the guard and you move around right I mean uh, what Derek Lewis is a fucking legend he's thick he's a, he's a little bit like a big country 
Yeah. He's yeah, got like yeah. those kind of vibes. He's like the everyman. He's kind of hilarious. Doesn't really make sense. But somehow he's... Somehow. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he's, he's got one trick. And that trick works really, really well. So... Which is get the fuck up and land punches. Yep. Stand up. <laughs> he's not rewriting the book. <laughs> stand up with zero technique yeah. apart from I want to stand up now. All he does is post on your <laughs> armpit or your elbow and just get the fuck up. Yeah. He's like... Huh? He grabs the pulse in your cross elbow and he just somehow gets up. He's so strong, man. He's so strong and one of the funniest ever. Who's the funniest UFC fighter of all time? Or MMA fighter of all time? I think it's got to be Derek Lewis. Yeah, Derek Lewis or... Uh, I'm trying to think. Someone else... Com- Covington's funny if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. If, if you realise that funny. it's a joke. Red Panties Night? Yeah. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> like, He's got some gems, dude. He's got some... Ch- Chael Sonnen had some hilarious shit. Bisping. Bisping's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but, but Bisping is like, which I'm not shitting on this because I'm also like this, right? But he's pretty lowbrow. Right? Like, he's calling you a cunt and talking, you know, and talking shit. He's like, he's like super lowbrow English, right? But the, the one after he beat Rockhold and Rockhold's trying to talk shit to him. Have you seen the yeah. after fight interview? And Bisping's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just got knocked out. Yeah, I know, exactly. Remember when he spit on, um, what's that guy's name? Jorge, Sa- Jorge, no, Santiago, Jorge something or other, because I'm going back, dude, I'm going way in the vault. Remember, this is his early days. Yeah, yeah, When he was literally, it was like, this guy, they'd gotten in some rubble, whatever, and he went into his corner and they fucking spat on him. Like, Michael Bisping is another one of those guys. Oh, never he'll, the he'll slickest, find. never the slickest, never the world beater. He kind of slid into that championship, which was amazing. He had that great run where he fought beat Anderson and all that kind of, got knocked out and then came back and beat Anderson. But he's another one of those guys that was never the best, but he has a fuck you attitude and he will never take shit even if he thinks he might lose he will still go to that place the, the, he's got the greatest cardio I've ever seen yeah he same. could just five round fights still and, every round and blind it on. blind oh, yeah, can't for, for the half half of his career we pulled up the, the picture and the image of him popping out his eyeball on this podcast more than once <laughs> which is <laughs> which uh, you know YouTube go ahead and don't just Give me some ad revenue. You know, we only pull fucking videos of MMA fighters popping eyeballs out of their sockets. Heads, but, heads split open. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand why YouTube won't monetize my videos. <laughs> mi- anyway. It is a mystery, that one. So what's uh, what's next week, dude? We got a good one next week. Let's break this down and then finish this up. You know what I love about this podcast? Jiu-Jitsu is the focus. There's news in Jiu-Jitsu. I love it. I love the fight. I love the drama with Galvo. I love it with Gordon Ryan. I love the Hadolfo thing. I'm telling you guys, old school jiu-jitsu. Me and Major have had multiple conversations on this podcast about old school jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu. Fight, punching, kicking, blocking, all of that shit. Defense strikes on the ground. All of that is jiu-jitsu. <laughs> like learning how to use self-defense on your back when people can punch you is jiu-jitsu. That's how it was originally formed. Nobody's like, let's create this non-combat sport where all we do is wrestle when we can't punch each other. It was built into martial arts which allows punching and kicking Hoist Gracie used to do those fucking crazy low kicks remember all the time where you'd have his hands really far apart like an old British boxer and then he would like push kick you and kick you know it's like it was built into the old school shit so I find that endlessly fascinating and, and, and then someone went wait what if I could do all this jujitsu stuff whilst upside down on the floor yeah and then let's take away the punches and you're like yeah but I'm inverted and my head is right between your crotch and you're like yeah but you can't hit me there you can't hit me now <laughs> I'm just listen I'm just, I love sport jiu-jitsu, I love MMA, I love all that stuff, but 
I encourage everybody here who only does BJJ to go to some MMA classes occasionally. You don't have to do them forever, but if you do them for a few months or like you go in a couple times a month for like six months, just so you can understand the differences for your overall martial arts skill set, right? Like you don't have to love that shit. You don't have to do it all the time, but just so you can see what the root of the thing is. It's like, it's a little bit like, I don't know if you're an immigrant going back to your home country, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, life over here is one thing. The sport BJJ world, the slap pants, fist bump, you know, advantage, flip overs, fuck all that shit is like the new shit. T- t- just tap the old stuff. Go back there on a holiday once. Just let some punches fly at your face when you're trying to bear and bowl with somebody. Just, <laughs> just feel that. And then get learn some stuff from that so you can pass that wisdom on. And then go back and bear and bowl if you want. Then it's up to you. But I encourage everybody to just dip your toes in there. Just a little. Have a little punch in the face from the bottom. <laughs> Let you reevaluate how powerful you're, you think your guard is <laughs> when you're not eating punches to the face. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I'm really good at leg locks. It's not much easier for the other person can crack you. Yeah, leg. let me take both of my arms and grab your leg. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Wait, why is this? <laughs> what just happened many, many, many times. All right, Jake. What else? So what's next week, man? We got um, one more. So Let's break this thing down. Next week, we get to learn if Leon Edwards can actually remember how to fight because oh, yeah. he hasn't had a fight in so fucking long. Man, what That's a waste. Insane. What a waste. What a, what a loss for the British martial arts community, right? I mean, you got one there. You got yep. one. I, I mean, just... I, I honestly can't remember the last time he fought. It's like 2018, something crazy. Like, and not through any fault of his own. You know, he's had fights lined up. People have pulled out. Chimaev is three times already, right? Three times Chimaev pulled out. Yep. So he's just had fight after fight lined up. Then obviously he got stuck on Plague Island, or Britain as we call it, uh, and couldn't go anywhere to fight. So yeah, he's up this weekend. I'll pull the card up. There you go. Yeah, let's hit it up. And by the way, Bilal Muhammad is a bad motherfucker, man. He's good. I like him a lot. Um, I've been watching him for years. Uh, I think I remember his UFC debut. Took the fight on short notice. Really good. Leon Edwards should be able to get it done. But I don't know, man. Like I think Bilal's a live dog here. Yeah. I think especially if you take ring rust into account. I mean, year and a half? Is that how long it's been since Leon Edwards has fought? Yeah, easily. Let me... By the way, Leon Edwards is on a eight-fight win streak. He's right. I think he's undefeated. He's no, no. Uh, Kamara Usman beat him. It's his only loss. Uh, Usman beat him. It's his only loss. Um, but I think he hasn't lost since that fight. Yeah. I believe he's on an eight-fight win streak, which is approaching like legendary status. Like if you hit eight, that was a record for a long time. And then DJ and Anderson and John passed it. I think GSP also passed it. But I mean, you're dealing with the top top tier when you get to eight fights. Eight, right? So I, can you put that on the main? Yep. Just zoom in. Oh yeah. Yeah, Usman. Who's the last one? Okay, so but last fight, 2019, 20th of July. So that's 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a minute. Two years. Jesus, wow. that's crazy. Okay, so pull that pull that record up, please, again, if you don't mind. Okay, so we got Kamara Usman, and then after that, eight, right? Eight in a row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row, dude. I mean, if he gets past Bilal Muhammad nine in a row, you're dealing with top, top, like greatest of all time runs. Yeah. In terms of numbers of fights, um, and you got some good guys there too. <clears throat> Vincente Luque, he's a fucking animal, man. That's a big win. Yeah, Cerrone beat here, didn't it? That he? Was in he Singapore. beat Cerrone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in Singapore. Yep. Yeah, he beat Cerrone, Gunnar Nelson. Listen, those top, those last three: Donald Cerrone, Gunnar Nelson, and Rafael dos Anjos. Those are fucking legit. Problem with him is he hasn't really got a chance to. 
enjoy his rise to the top. He's been kind of overlooked for a long time. Masvidal gave him three pieces in soda, and now he kind of Andre Galvode that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm using Andre Galvode as, <laughs> as a, a reference for everything. In, yeah. in a negative context, I'm sorry, Andre, man. I'm just a fucking, I'm just a pleb, dude. Come on. <laughs> uh, so he just never really got to enjoy it, and then the Chimaya fight was booked. People wanted to see that, and then it fell out a bunch, and it's like. It just sucks the oxygen out of the room. Yep. And, you know, Colby was supposed to happen. They were talking about that, and then he didn't want to do it. And then, so, even if he gets this win. He's, he's, he's not fought in so long that if he gets this win, even though it'll take him to nine in a row, it's almost like he's starting again yeah. to a certain extent. Because like then the, he's the going to have to go back gone. to a Chimaev or a top five guy again. Like, you can't, you can't give him a title shot after beating Bilal, I don't think. No. Which is a shame, because... If the fights had have happened as they should have, and he'd yeah. have won, he'd have got a title shot. It's just the momentum, right? Yeah. And then plus coronavirus, and you know, you had the winners of coronavirus, right? You had like Jemayev, and you had Kevin Holland, and you had these guys who like fucking. I mean, Kevin Holland, five in a row, like in six or eight months, or whatever the fuck, that's insane. But Leon Edwards is the one who got the worst. Yeah. The whole, he had the fight with Woodley Book, man. That yeah. was the one. That was the one. Because that was right after Woodley had lost. Woodley's clearly declined. Usman put, put the beating on him. I think Leon would have won that fight. Yeah. And then he replaces Gilbert Burns, right? Like, if he had won that fight, he replaces Gilbert Burns. He fights Usman. Usman beat him already, so, I mean, I don't know who... We could talk about Kamar Usman because... So, going back to Gilbert Burns' jiu-jitsu Usman yeah. fight. So, I, I watched it on the way here because there's been so many fights I couldn't remember what had happened where. And that was a very BJJ move as well that he had... Usman hurt in the first round. He dropped him and then spent two minutes laid on his back saying, oh, come into my guard. Were you at the gym when I was talking about it that day or did you just, no. did you just take that also? That's, that was it? my takeaway Me too. Me. <laughs> I said that to everybody and they're like, nah. And I'm like, what? Like he, he yeah. tagged him. He head kicked him right before. Yep. He caught him with a head kick and then he sat there on his back and butt scoots for like two minutes and circled. It's like, bro, you, you dropped him. His hands went to the yeah. mat, right? In boxing, that's a down, yep. right? And then after that, he smashed him with a head kick. And then he laid on his butt, laid on his yeah. back for like two minutes, circling his feet, getting a low kick, letting him recover. I'm like, what are you doing? And then even more bizarrely, so he's literally, he's winning. He's got Usman in trouble. Then he, yeah, like I say, sits down, butt scoots, starts kicking him in his knee. And then Usman starts lighting him up because he's just laid on his back, not doing anything. It's like, what are you oh, doing? Fuck. I know, man. I, I was like, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was like screaming at the gym, like just talking shit about jujitsu, right? Like this jujitsu, this kind of jujitsu. Yeah. Right. It's like that is so stupid. Like he's recovering. You're the one that's tactically wrong here, right? Like you gotta, you gotta get on him now. Yeah. Hurting Kamaru Usman. You know how many people have hurt Kamaru Usman? Zero ever. No one has ever hurt him like that. No. He, like Usman was in trouble, and yeah. then, and then he head kicked like, him. Wait, he head kicked not him. Up. If I'm not mistaken, he head kicked him, and then he caught that kick, and that's when Burns yeah, went down. Yeah, something or, like that. Or it was very shortly after it. And I just was like in my head, I'm like, dude, get up! What are you doing? Your jujitsu is so good that we worried about him taking your back. Like, get up and put in, because it's all about momentum, right? And yeah. The point of this is, is he didn't get that opportunity again. No. That was it. Yep, that, that was, was that your was his chance. That was your window. Your chance, and you spent <laughs> two minutes sat spent on your backside yeah. going Rubbing up. your asshole on the UFC canvas <laughs> while you're scooting back and forth. <sighs> but yeah, Us- Usman, <sighs> then, Usman then just took over. Looked mightily impressive. I mean, now he's... His jab is ferocious. Yeah. From both stances. That was the real yep. thing that I was amazed by, is that he was doing it from both stances. 
because he got tagged by uh, by Burns when he timed the jab from the orthodox stance. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. He came over the top of it and then hit him with that overhand. And then somewhere after the first round, he started switching to southpaw, throwing that southpaw jab, which is his power hand. Yeah. Right. And if your defense is good and your footwork is good, if you switch your stance and you can use your your primary hand as the jab hand, you're gonna have a lot of success there. Most people tend to overcompensate by throwing power shots with the rear hand. But if you focus on distance control footwork so you're not getting out angled and you step into jabs with your power hand, it can be a game changer. He seated him, he finished him with a jab from yeah. the southpaw stance. Yep. So some new stuff from Kamaru Usman that we haven't seen before. And uh, I mean, if you look at his last two fights, the finish of Colby, yeah. the finish of Gilbert Burns, he's getting more dominant as he goes. Um, and he's, in my opinion, the third best welterweight of all time still. I still give Matt Hughes a little bit of an edge for total time as champion. Even though, <coughs> probably not one or two more. I guess they got to do what Masvidal next have to, right? Yeah, I think he... It was weird that Usman called for it, and then Masvidal's like, oh no, I said yeah. Oh, because then obviously Masvidal's straight away, he's like, oh yeah, that's fine by me. And that's now... They'll work it out. Yeah. Usman had a meeting with Dana. They're going to figure it out. Because Masvidal's clearly the right guy. He beat everyone else within the top five. Yeah. The only one that's a little suspect is Masvidal because he only had a week. Yep. And then there's also the fact that he's the biggest draw in the division now. Yeah. Masvidal's the biggest. And if you don't make this fight soon, you may not make it. If he gets another loss, you can't justify another title shot. Right now, you still can because yeah. of the short notice thing. Yep. So I think you've got to move on that. And then, uh, you know, after that, you still get Masvidal Covington, which if they don't do that fight, what a missed opportunity. Street Jesus and fucking... And fucking the Trump supporting crazy ass <laughs> blue suit wearing Make America Great Again Colby Covington. That's just perfect. That's like that's literally like Vince McMahon created two characters and is putting them in a ring together. They have backstories. Street Jesus, three piece in the soda, like fucking you know the resurgence that he had. BMF against the MAGA wearing guy who's just talking all the shit. Like it's literally like Vince McMahon wrote the fucking script. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Usman's going to ruin that for everyone by beating both of them. Yeah. So. And the Nigerian nightmare comes in and fucks up both of them, which he has so far. So. Yep. So yeah, there's that excitement. That one's coming up uh, next week. There's not uh, anything else on the card that stands out particularly. The only other thing I thought we could throw down real quick was uh, the one from Friday. Oh, yes. Um, I, I managed to catch three out of the four main events uh, or, or main card fights. Uh, most, it was all Muay Thai or kickboxing, I think. Uh, Angela Lee's young sister, Victoria Lee, uh, who's 16 years old, had her first MMA fight, um, professional anyway, and she was able to win by something. I'm not sure you look it up, Jake. That was the only one I didn't see from start to finish. Uh, submission. Submi- yeah, I know submission. Did yeah. say what? Uh, I think she got a rear naked, rear naked, naked choke, I think. And you know, they're, they're going to bring her along slowly. Hey, she's fucking 16. Unlike Wonder Girl... Who was the other 16-year-old Muay Thai fighter who got dropped bad on her face by... Oh, I can't remember her name. You, you pull No, one, but Wonder Girl's the older sister. Wait, which one's... Supergirl's the 16-year-old, I think. Wonder, Wonder Girl. Girl. How old's Wonder Girl? She's still she, like a kid. She looks young as hell too, man. Wonder Girl and Supergirl, that's right. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's get a Wonder Girl. How old's she? Does not say. She's still got a young face, man. But anyway, yeah. she ended up losing. And then, uh, guys, if you are not watching one Muay Thai, you got to get on that shit. Uh, Road Tang, he fought... Uh, he had a split decision win over... Should I bring it up? Yes, please, because I... 
Yes. So many fucks. Put it on there for me, please. Yeah, it's been a fucking crazy. Oh, it's already up there. Nice. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Inahachi, the current champion, go up to the, the, the main event. We'll just go down from there. Fought Superlek. Superlek was able to, to win there with the kicks, um, which is great because this sets up. Wait, the, that's not what you're saying, though. Oh, in a hush. Oh, right. That's right. No, that was a very controversial decision. That's why I was thinking this. Pretty much everybody picked Superleg for the for the fight. That's right. I mean, this is, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I remember this is one of those things I literally just turned it off because I thought Superleg won. Yeah. And then I went back because I was talking on a group chat and they said in a hush had won. I was like, what? And then I went back. So Superleg should have won this, but I just like to remind everybody these are kickboxing rules. And blocking kicks on the forearms does not count like it does in Muay Thai. Mm. Right, like in Muay Thai, all the kicks count, even if they're blocking. If you're very active with the kicking, um, it's not as advantageous in kickboxing as the punching combinations. But I still thought Super Lek had won, which kind of is good and bad because Inahachi is this uh, this Dutch fighter who's very unorthodox. He's a little bit of like Rick Rufus American style, like Kempo Karate. He does like weird timings. It's not that traditional like. Muay Thai, round kick, shot, round kick, check, boom, power shot, one, two, round kick, low kick, clinch, knees, power shot, right? He's very slick. He throws stuff on the same side, like he'll throw punches and high kicks on the same side. Weird timing side kicks. And uh, as a European fighter, quite interesting. But Rotang is, uh, in my opinion, the pound for pound best Thai boxer in the world right now. And he fought whoever won that fight, which should have been super leg, but it was not. Um, I still think Superlek would have won, should have won even under kickboxing rules. But anyway, now that fight is going to be sick. That's a great fight. Inahachi versus Rotang is amazing. Superlek versus Rotang is probably even better, but this is still a good fight. And then uh, Georgia Petrosian won, who's just killing everybody still. Yep. I mean, the greatest kickboxer of all time fighting in one. I mean, those three guys, if you're not into to one kickboxing Muay Thai, they have the best kickboxing Muay Thai in the world right now for sure. And then go down a little bit more. And then we're dealing with Wonder Girl. Jackie Buntan, that's it. That's it. And uh, Victoria Lee, submission round two. Singapore. Oh, come on, one. <coughs> Zoom in there, Jake. At least you've got a slash United Zoom States. Zoom in there. Slash Look. United States. This hey, time. Singapore first. <laughs> how One championship. How dare you? How dare you do that? Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, all right, man, this was a fun week. We had a lot of juicy jujitsu gossip, gossip, which I love. And even though I sometimes talk shit about jujitsu, I love jujitsu. I love me some jujitsu, man. I just like the other shit, too. It's fun. It's fun punching people when they're trying to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> when they're trying to like, like, heel hook and you're like, yeah, nope, exactly. nope. <laughs> exactly. All right, dude, anything else? Um, not really. There was. Oh, I said, did you see the flying knee in the football? That's oh, it, yeah. I, I did see that. Yeah, let's. Okay, well, let's that. Is spectacular, and I just want to enjoy it some more. Now, so, that, was that an intentional flying knee, or did he misjudge the distance and it was like a victory jump? Um, I. It's hard to say. Okay, oh, so do you know these players? Because this is totally out of my my area. Yes. So this was uh, the um, Manchester United were playing in Europe in the week, or my team, and uh, <laughs> there was the greatest flying knee since. Massive of the Ben Askren. I'll pull it up on screen because it is beautiful. Uh, let me just get it all set. Here we go. You can you can commentate. And what was the okay? I'll, I mean, I do feel like I have a good good understanding of flying the mechanics of flying. Knees. Here we go. All right, let's see this shit. Okay, here it goes. And he's running in. 
<laughs> I don't think it was intentional. What do you think? Is this guy like a known dirty player? Or? No, if anything, he's known for being too soft. Oh, okay. So it was a complete like mistake but, on his bro, part. Yeah, pull that up again. That guy had some arc on that jump, though. Like, he was flying. That was like Yoel Romero-esque. It is brilliant. And off he... Man, he's got some hops on him. Oh, right in the fucking head. Yeah, okay. This is one of the few times that that guy can actually, like, fall down, and I'm not going to call him a bitch. Because some of those football flops, dude, I mean, every time I see those football flops, I just think of Andre Galvo getting slapped in the face. Like, it's like that. Yeah. It's so bad. I just feel kind of bad watching it. Like, that's the... Is it the pussiest sport in the world in terms of like deliberately pretending that someone hurt you have you, have you, have you ever some, seen like some of the really really mad ones where like there's no one fly, near them and like, they go flying and, and they'll stuff. fucking fly yeah. off into the sun basketball players are also kind of notorious for this yeah trying to draw fouls so they'll like pretend like stuff happened but what <laughs> that's that is the least alpha ever and you can do it in like a competitive sport where you're trying to be like People will be so competitive that they no longer care about... But the thing that always gets me is, how do they think they're going to get away with it? It's like the most watched sport in the world. No, it's kind of weird. No, it's... Everywhere. It's, what happens is, like, the reptile brain takes over, right? And for that split second, they're so competitive that they see a window where they think that some touch was something other than what it was. And even though they know it's not a big deal, they're like... I can use this to my event. There's going to be a penalty. There's going to be a yellow card. There's going to be a free throw. There's going to be yeah. whatever. And then you watch it and you're like, what the fuck was that? But in their head, they're like, oh, this is my shit, you know, and then they'll go flying. Or there's a few seconds left. So they're prepped. Sometimes they prep for it. The basketball players prep for it, right? They prep to take a charge or they'll, they'll prep to. And then even there's this really famous basketball player called James Harden. And you know, like in basketball, you're not allowed to hit the hand. Yeah. You can only touch the ball, right? And he got so good at like bringing his hand into people's arms and then shooting over it that he would always draw a foul. It got to the point that he was so ridiculously good at this that, you know, usually you're trying to avoid people hitting the ball. But he would literally bring his hand yeah, across and then in the process of shooting, he would make sure they hit his arm so that way he could draw the foul. And then it's like, this is getting so meta, right? Like, this is getting so ridiculous that you're trying to win to the point where you're really kind of cheating the game and it's just like <sighs> it's like the guy the jiu-jitsu guys that try to win by advantage yeah you know they always talk about Tenkinu like that he know, uh, I've heard countless people say he's got a timer in his head he knows exactly how long he has to go show before he's got to like show, like show a guard pass or show a sweep attempt right yeah like if he's up by an advantage and he, there's like a timer in his head like in 10 seconds if he doesn't make it look like he's going to pass they'll give him a penalty so he and he sits back <laughs> Right? And then boom, the timer starts. Yeah, time and he's starts again. he's oh, hand God. fighting, he's, he's sitting on the hips. He's, okay, get up. Oh, he got him back, and he's back in there cross facing. I've heard this about him multiple times. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I digress. All right, man, this is fun. Thank you all for listening. This is Stronghold Podcast. You can follow me, Lucas Leisure, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, uh, check out the gym, Stronghold MMA. And Jake, thank you, my brother. This was a good time. It's good fun. Good to be back. All right, and we will see you all next week with the... Edwards. Leon Edwards. What's the other... Just real quick, is, is what's the other fights in that main card? Just so I have something to look forward to. Uh, Leon Edwards. Edwards and Bilal Muhammad, who is legit. I think Bilal could win this fight. I don't think he will, but I think he can. 
Is there anything else juicy on there? Oh, where'd it go? Is there anything else to wet my whistle on this card, dude? Uh, I can't find it. It's gone. Oh, Blades oh. Lewis. Apparently, it's gone. Hmm. It's gone. I can't remember. Anyway. Wait, have I, we got this wrong. Eh? That's next week, isn't it? No, maybe not. Maybe What's I'm wrong. What's next week then? Today was Lewis and. Oh, sh we're completely no, wrong. It came up in a weird order. Next week is next week the seventh of March. I don't know. We are well off. Twenty eight. Because in that case, it's Adesanya. <laughs> oh wait, so is it next Sunday? Adesanya and whatever. Yes. Oh, we are well off. Sorry. That's okay, let's hit that. That didn't come up for some up, reason. There you this go. How, hey, this is what happens if you take two weeks off like a bitch. All right. Yes. Oh, that's a lot oh, more exciting. God. Okay, so much more exciting. Yes, Jan Blachowicz and Israel Adesanya. Fucking yeah. This is a good one, man. God, Jake, we almost fucked it up, dude. Uh, so I'm so stoked for this fight. I watched. I watched all the countdown videos. How did I forget this? I just watched them yesterday. Uh, I'm pumped for this fight. Uh, I think Izzy will get it done. Jan's a power puncher, really strong. He likes to cut people off with his footwork, throw bombs. Uh, he's bigger though. It may, it may be harder for Izzy to use his reach, yeah. as he, like he does against the middleweights. Really, really interesting. Uh, I think Izzy will win, and I think he will win uh, with his feints, his feints yeah. and his footwork. I think he'll get Jan to bite by some kind of feint to draw him in to counter, and then he'll he'll counter him and, and go for a finish. I was watching all of it today, bro. I watched uh, Izzy fight. Uh, who was it? One of his most recent fights was it Whitaker? Maybe it's Derek Brunson. I think it was Derek Brunson. I watched him fight Derek Brunson. Within the first ten seconds of the first round, he'd thrown like six feints. Yeah. He literally came out. Pumped the jet, turned the hip, lift up the front knee, moved his head, turned the shoulder, all before he threw a punch. He's the best fainter in the history of MMA, in my opinion. Like, he just gets people to come forward. The reason he's able to counter so many people is because he gets them to bite. Right? If, I, if you know every time I'm going to come in to try to punch you, you can time it. But if I faint you and then you try to hit me because you think I'm going to come in, then you're open for the counter shots. And he's uh, one of the best ever, and he's specifically really good at drawing people in. And then leaning back and hitting that lead hook, which he dropped Paul, uh, Costa and Robert Whitaker with. Yeah. That's the signature move that he's finished those two guys with was that uh, drawing him in, getting him into a firefight, leaning back and hitting him with that hook. Which is kind of the same punch that Blahovich knocked out Luke Rockhold with, that left hook. So um, I see the left hook being a big player here. Uh, great fight, dude. Good one. Fizzy wins this fight. You think John Jones beckons? But have you seen the size of John Jones these days? He's not getting back down to like heavyweight yeah. anytime soon. So could easily go up to heavyweight? Can you Probably pull not. That picture is there a picture or a video of him? I saw I saw a video of him uh, doing some pad work the other day, and it was ridiculous. He looks like like Rumble. Like remember Anthony Johnson? Yeah, when he put on all that weight. He just ballooned up. I don't know if that's good. I was talking to somebody at the gym about it today. I don't know if it's good, man. He's quick. I still think like in his normal lean body type, he still walks around at like two thirty. If he's getting to like 240, 250, that worries me a little bit. Oh, I can't find it. Okay. Well, anyway, good fight. Uh, really, really interesting. If Blahovich wins, it's pretty much done for Izzy with the John Jones stuff. Yeah. If Blahovich can beat him, there's no way people are going to think he no, can beat John. Beat um, and then, you know, he can go out and down and roll at middleweight. This is why it's weird, right? Because if Jan beats Izzy, this is all gone. All the John Jones is gone. But if Izzy wins, then there is like so much drama you can have there with, with John Jones and so many interesting fights. What does Izzy do? Does he give up the middleweight title? 
Is he fighting both? I mean, because like, who else is there for him to? Where are the more interesting fights? Light heavyweight for sure. He cleared out middleweight already. I yeah, think, true. So. so stay up there. And, yeah, yeah. Hope John comes back down. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to give up that middleweight title because Whitaker, Costa, Romero, he yeah. pretty much cleaned out everybody. Gasolin. So really, I'm more interested. I mean, that fight would be great for sure, but I'm really interested to see the aftermath because there's a lot of implications. Yeah. Because either then Izzy's going back down to middleweight and he's just going to run through, keep going through those contenders. And if he goes to John to two hundred five, you got a lot of good fights for Izzy. I don't think he can fuck around in middleweight if he's dealing with those guys at two hundred five. Yeah, he can't. He can't be between, like, defend both belts. Yeah, you don't no want to fuck around. No. Plus, he needs to grow into his body more. If the end game is John Jones, yeah, then he can go up there. If he wins, he can have a few title defenses, grow into that weight class a little bit, and then maybe see about the the John Jones fight. All right, man, and the other one I want to hit up on this, and then we'll finish up, is the uh, Pyotrion Aljamain Sterling fight. You, you don't want to talk about how Megan Anderson's been fed as the latest sacrificial lamb to Amanda Nunes? Why do you think I skipped right <laughs> over it? That's why. Listen, it's if, not, it's if, not listen, worth it. If Megan Anderson beats Amanda Nunes, that's bigger than Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Yeah. It's bigger than Matt Serra, GSP. That would be the biggest upset in the history of combat sports, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So, Megan Anderson. You can bust her Douglas this thing. Could you imagine if she like it would I don't know if know if it would get the attention that it deserved or people would like Tyson think it was a fluke, but if she somehow knocked out Amanda Nunes, it would be the biggest upset in the history of MMA, I think. Yeah, I Bigger can't than think Fedor losing to Verdum. Because Verdum was still fucking legit. Like Megan Anderson, no disrespect to her, but she's not fucking destroying people. She's not, you know. So uh her Record's pretty mediocre. They just kind of need a, a featherweight for Amanda Nunes to fight so she can defend both titles. If she were to win, though, who doggy? That is a crazy upset. So I'll just leave that. Puncher's chance, which doesn't really exist in the same way in MMA. And if there is a puncher's chance in that fight, it's definitely yeah, it's not <laughs> that'd be Amanda Nunes' punch. <laughs> she head kicked Holly Holm. That's her thing. That's Holly Holm's move. She fucking head kicked her. Like the best striker ever to enter MMA. Uh, anyway, and then you have Piotr Jan versus Aljamain, dude. What do you think about this? Ah, tough one. I think Jan will win. Yeah. Yeah, I see it going, going that way. No one ever really took him down or dominated him or anything on the ground. No. He's, uh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not overly excited about that one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, Piotr Jan's a pretty big favorite there. Yeah. Um, and you know what, man? Piotr Jan looks so good. I watched the Jose Aldo fight again this week. And uh, that fight was amazing because uh, one quick thing I'll shout out before we, we end this is that we talked about the Conor McGregor leg kicks, Poirier kicking his calf. There was the Jimmy Rivera, uh, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro, oh, what was his name? Was that today? Yeah, that was today. Uh, the guy that knocked out Cody Garbrandt. Um, fuck, what's his name? Jimmy Rivera and Pedro, Pedro Munoz. Munoz. Pedro Munoz, yeah. They just fought, and uh, great fight. Calf kicks again, dude. Every UFC event now, those calf kicks are coming back. Pedro Munoz kicked the shit out of his leg. Just kick, 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 just like the the Conor McGregor, uh, Dustin Poirier calf kicks, and it just kept coming and keep coming. He couldn't walk by the end of it. I mean, this this technique has just changed the game. They're both looking for it early on, and uh, I just my point was that when Jan Piotr Jan fought Jose Aldo. Aldo, old Aldo looked like he was back for a while, man. He was landing hard low kicks. Yeah. And the most amazing part about that whole fight is the low kicks were so hard that Piotr Jan had to switch his stance to southpaw. He's an orthodox fighter. He switched his stance. He was so good from the southpaw stance. I could not believe it. 
Like, he, he beat Jose Aldo in a boxing match from a southpaw stance when he's an orthodox fighter. Like, that guy is good. He's got great balance. He doesn't overpunch. No one really takes him down. His grappling is insane. He got on top of Aldo, hit him with a body shot from the guard. Remember that? He hit him with that body shot from the guard that, like, curled him over and it looked like he was going to be finished. I mean, if Aljamain could get his back where he's really finished a lot of people, yeah. I think he could do some stuff there. But that's pretty much his only route to victory, I think. Quite an exciting undercard. Prelims. Okay, what are we going to Dominic Cruz. Yeah, Good yeah, man, that's man. right. Casey Kenny. Yep. Good matchup. I like the matchup. Sonia Dong. Oh, shit. Sonia Dong's fighting. All right. Excellent. Joseph Benavidez versus uh, Askar Askarov. Nice. Jo- Joseph Benavidez probably jumping in there too soon, though, hey. After that fight with... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Figueredo. Yeah, yeah. And then Kai France. Kai Carfrance fight. Another uh, city city kickboxing guy. Okay, undercard's lit. Yeah. Look out for Donnie, Dominic Cruz and Casey <clears throat> Kenny. That's a good fight. I still pick Cruz. I think he can win that fight, but I don't think his career options are going to be very great moving forward. He's getting a little salty. Uh, Song Yadong, one of the biggest prospects in the division, I think. Can you pop that up for me? Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Song Yadong, watch him. He's the next up-and-coming thing from China. He'll be the first ever China champion in yeah, my, if he can get, male. If he can get a win there. He's 23 he's a, years old. Yeah. If, if he wins here... Which I think he will, and I think he'll... He beat Cheeto Vera, man. Cheeto Vera is fucking good. Now, granted, Cheeto's smaller than him because Cheeto went up a weight class. But we saw with Sean O'Malley how good Cheeto Vera is. He's fucking good. And Song beat him. Close fight. If he's Cheeto Vera's level, watch out for him. He's yep. one of the best prospects coming out of Asia for sure. And then uh, one more... Yeah, yeah. And Kai Carfranc, City Kickboxing, watch him. Their team really kicks ass. Joseph Benavidez, I don't think he's going to win this fight, unfortunately. I think he's a little bit over the hill. But... Love him. Yeah, that's an exciting card, though. Yeah, that's a solid one, man. That's a banger. So the undercard's legit. Jake Matthews fighting, too? Tim Elliott? Is that the same one? Yep. Right same on. card. Jake Matthews fighting? <laughs> All right, guys. Good one this weekend that we almost fucked off of completely. <laughs> that we Somehow completely forgot about. through the cracks. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's finish up here. We're about an hour and a half in. We got lots of, hopefully, good content that you guys enjoyed. I'm going to get some lights for this fucking studio pretty soon so we get better lit here. I know it's a bit dark, especially on Jake. Um, so we'll get that banners coming in the back pretty soon as well. I will see all of you guys next week. Welcome to the Stronghold Podcast. Listen. Oh. 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 Oh.